Welcome to Disorderly Dogs, the podcast for dog guardians. If you find yourself in precarious predicaments with your dog, this podcast is for you. I'm a certified professional dog trainer and I take my 10 years of training experience and I share easy to implement dog training advice with an emphasis on kindness and compassion. Welcome. I'm so excited to share more. Okay, so let's talk about fucking retractable leashes. People hate them. Dog trainers hate them. Why? I love and hate them. I don't know. I, I'll be good for this because there's pros and cons. Yeah, I think so. Anthony, what do you think? Do you use these leashes? I don't even know. I your was opinion thinking on this. about this actually when you sent that lovely outline because I was trying to figure out like, why did I hate them in the first place? Like, when I first started training, why did I hate them? Like, and I kind of want to hear what you guys have to say, because I don't even remember. Like, I just remember the big name trainers all saying that it's, uh, don't use them, they're bad. And I don't remember any other reason, to be honest with you. I feel like early on in my career, there were all these, like, horror stories that, like, circulate. You know what I mean? Like, you hear, like, the one story about, like, someone's finger got, like, cut off because the paracord like wrapped around it and ripped it off and you just hear that one story and I think it's enough to be like is it worth the I mean, risk is it worth it's the risk? a finger like what's really the <laughs> oh my god okay and then what about like those viral videos of like the the people with like giant dogs on the retractable leashes okay and then like the dog starts running and you see the person like dragging behind can I tell you a true story? It happened to me once. I wasn't on a retractable leash though. I was a kid. And my next door neighbor's dog, Frosty, he was this hunting dog. He used to go hunting every weekend. And I was on a, I was just walking the dog. I was like, I don't know, in fourth grade, I wanted to walk Frosty. And uh, next thing you know, I'm holding on to the leash for my dear life, literally dragging down the street. <laughs> Oh my so god, I have, people, I have a I similar experience as a young person, just being dragged <laughs> by a dog. This is very enlightening for me. I feel like this has shed light on a lot of a lot of things. Here we go. Oh my Here god. we go. Here oh we go. It's all starting to make sense. Oh my god. Okay, Vinny, what about you? Did like your mentor like have an opinion on retractable leashes? Like Well, the funny thing is uh before I was a dog trainer, when I got my first dog in college, like my first dog that was my dog the first thing I got was a flexi leash. Like, why not? It's a leash. It's a long line. It does everything. I could be lazy as shit and just like let my dog go wherever the hell he wants. It was like, that's what's funny for me because it's one of those full circle things where, like Anthony said, once I started learning, I was like, oh, how, wow, like what a, what a loser I was using that. Like, oh, like, and then it's like, then you keep learning and learning and learning and then you're like oh damn like now I'm going full circle and now I'm sitting here learning how to use a flexi leash and it's actually a tool that has a lot of nuance to it and can be really useful so yeah it's it's interesting yeah I'm a convert I've been at this for 12 years and seriously it's been like a year that I've converted to retractable leashes so that's why I wanted to have this conversation right because while I think that in the dog training community, I don't know, you guys can tell me what you think, but I think from my perception, a lot of the judgment towards retractable leashes is because we want to feel like we're trainers and we know more and well-trained dogs want to be on a retractable leash. But I, I mean, seriously, I use retractable leashes every day and it makes my life so much easier. I don't care what people think about me walking my dogs on retractable leashes anymore. Yeah, I think it's a good example of how, like you should be judging methods instead of just tools. Um, a lot of the concerns I feel like people have about flexi leashes and, and we can get into them today, like are valid. Like there, I, I could probably, we could probably do an hour podcast on all of the stuff that I hate about flexi leashes. <laughs> yeah. um, like, like that's why I said I have a love hate. Like there are tons of valid, real dangerous things about flexi leashes um, but then if you're aware of those and then you know how to use it, then you're opening yourself up to the benefits of using one. Yeah. And I think too, like when I judge people for using retractable leashes, I was judging the people I wasn't considering what was happening for the dog. 
Mm. And I think that, you know, seeing how a retractable leash can improve the quality of life of a dog who maybe doesn't get access to run off leash or exercise in a yard or do anything like that. Like, I think that as trainers, it's good for us to share this nuance because there's a lot of quality of life that can be improved for dogs and for handlers if they use retractable leashes. Yeah, I think you make a good point, actually. It's it's true. Like, again, thinking about what I was saying earlier, when I first started training and I was kind of taught flexies are bad, you start looking at like, oh, like, look at the, that person over there. They don't know any better. Ha <laughs> ha. You know, and you're actually like not even paying attention to the dog as much. And then once you kind of realize that there are some benefits to a variety of different things you see where um you know where the where it improves the dog's quality of life yeah for sure and i mean i got to be honest like i work with a pretty high density of the elderly population mm. and for them a lot of times it offers a lot more mobility that they wouldn't have with just like a flat leash right like it's easier for them to hold the handle so I think that there's, you know, there's a lot of good nuance. But before we jump into more of like the nitty gritty of the retractable leashes, I think we have to touch on the overarching concept here of like teaching leash skills, because ultimately it doesn't matter what leash you use. You still have to teach the dog how to, I, I think, I think Vinny, this is what I've seen in one of your Instagrams. You have to teach the dog to yield to the leash pressure. I really like the framing of that. Okay, so Vinny, will you walk everybody through just like your general framework of teaching just the basics of leash skills? Because I know that you have like a couple different modes, and this is definitely something that I echo in my leash training too. Yeah, so I like to be very aware of when pressure is being put on the leash and when it is being taken off and whether the dog is initiating that or I'm initiating that or what do I do if the dog initiates that? Um, and then I teach the dog to respond to different physical cues with the leash. Um, and it creates a dog that is more responsive to even extremely light pressure on the leash, um, which we can actually jump into where I think one of the things with the flexi leash that you do have to be aware of is there is a constant pressure in a way with a flexi because there is always that back pressure. So again, like when I talk about tools or I'm looking at like the pros and cons of a tool, it might just be something you have to be aware of and you have to watch like 99% of dogs might never even notice that little bit of back pressure that is naturally in a flexi leash. But then you might have some dogs that are extremely sensitive to it. Or you might be trying to teach your dog to be very sensitive to leash pressure. And then when they feel the flexi leash pressure, they might be feeling that and thinking like, oh, that means I need to come back to my owner because I feel the pressure. But then if you're like letting them pull on the flexi leash, now the dog might be learning like, oh, I can like disregard that pressure now. Um, so like that might be one of the problems with people like people saying like oh can create a dog that pulls and if you look at it that way like potentially yeah it can teach a dog to disregard pressure um so yeah I don't want to go much further than that so I'm going to stop otherwise I'm gonna... <laughs> <laughs> okay Anthony what about you is that do you teach no, something I would, similar I, I don't think I have anything to add to that honestly <laughs> that's Vinny Vinny's the master of that I, I was it was actually what I was going to ask um and I figured he'd be perfect to answer it. So, so I have nothing to add there, honestly. <laughs> okay. And like, seriously, that's the same thing that I teach my clients, right? Is that like, we have to teach the dog that like disregarding any sort of leash tension and just ignoring you and doing their own thing probably isn't going to be advantageous if you want the dog to walk semi decently on the leash. And Yes, right? Like, I think that there are certainly those that that subset of dogs that already has a propensity to pull on leash, that if from day one, we just put them on a flexi leash, maybe they're not learning the concepts we want them to learn as in the way of like, walking with less tension is going to be advantageous for all of us. Okay, so Vinny, I'm curious on this. So as far as the leash skills are, are concerned, correct me if I'm wrong, but do you teach like a couple different modes of walking? 
like when, when you're talking about like the, the leash pressure and yielding to the leash pressure, is that just like your baseline mode for like your dogs? If they're just going out for like a casual stroll, can you elaborate on that a little bit more? No. So then like, uh, I will have like different, um, like think of it as like emotional states that I'm, that I'm putting the dog in. I, I took a lot from J Jack. Uh, J Jack has windows of opportunity and um, applied it to the the leash walking stuff. It's setting up the dog to understand like what they should expect at a certain moment in time when they're walking. So quite simply, if I say free, the dog knows that they're able to run around and sniff and go wherever they want. If I say with me, it means that they're not going to be able to do those things. Um, I know that that's controversial for some people because when I do tell my dog with me, I will stop them from doing certain things. They they will not have complete liberty to do anything that they want. Um, and they will learn to actually respond differently to the same pressure on the leash if taught correctly. So for example, if I tell my dog free and they feel pressure on the leash, they will ignore lower level pressure on the leash if i say with me that same low pressure will create a yield like they will yield to that that makes sense oh that makes a ton of sense and i mean from my perspective i think that the modes that you just described i think that having those already taught and understood make it super easy to transition to a flexi leash with it from my perspective way less room for sketchy stuff <laughs> right like if your dog kind of already understands the like okay you can sniff if there's a little bit of pressure it's all right sniff on right but if i've asked you to walk with me and you feel that pressure need you just to stay right here it makes it really easy and those concepts transcend leashes yes Sure, I mean, yeah. like, it, it doesn't matter what length, it doesn't matter what type. If we teach it and we vary through those leashes, it shouldn't matter which leash we're using. We should be able to see, expect a similar response from the dogs. What if you're uh, attached to a harness versus, uh, versus a collar? Like, especially with a flexi lead. I'm curious what your thoughts are on that. So I'll go first, Vinny, and then I want to hear from you. So from my perspective, right, and a lot of my experience, right, over the last decade of, of working with dogs is usually I'm working on leash skills with a combination of overly stimulated, anxious, reactive bully breeds. So it's kind of like all encompassing of like some of the worst pullers, right? I find that if you put that dog who doesn't have great leash skills yet and they already have a propensity to be at the end of the leash, if they're on a harness attached to a flexi leash, it, it doesn't pan out great. Those dogs, I think, need way more practice on a fixed leash before I think they can we can expect them to walk decently loose or with us on a flexi leash. Vinny, tell me. Yeah, I uh, I think it depends on the dog. So I can only speak for like, um, I guess to answer Anthony's question and to, for an, an example in my personal life, I would I would use the I would use the harness. So I taught my dog that if you're wearing a harness, I actually want you to pull. So the harness was almost signaling a mode in, in itself like if you're wearing a harness you're free type of thing so in the beginning when I had a flexi leash on a harness kind of like what Rachel's saying it was kind of wild but my dog was a puppy at that point so I don't know if that was your is that your question Anthony or you're saying yeah I mean I guess like I hear what you're saying but also and I guess for listeners you're the reason that you're allowing pulling is because you're doing um, that that's part of your bite sport is you're using the harness to pull. So um, I guess if we're talking about like a client, I was just curious, are you guys doing, are you guys using the collar 
to maybe like a, just using a flat collar to maybe use for leash pressure and then allowing pulling to happen on the harness or are you teaching the leash pressure on the harness? Um, you know, and, and if you're using a harness with that, are you using like the front clip, the back clip, especially when we're talking a flexi lead, cause that's going to change things. So I was just kind of curious more, more from that standpoint, if that, does that make sense or am I? Yeah, I, I think I don't, I guess I don't prefer to teach leash pressure stuff with a flexi leash at first mm-hmm. and I guess we can get into like why I why I don't always prefer them I guess it depends on the person um so no I, I don't think I wouldn't put a flexi leash on a front clip harness either personally I would either have it on a back clip harness or or a collar but I would if I was working with a client I would definitely want to be able to show the dog those things with a regular leash first. I don't know if Rachel agrees. And, transi- that, and then transition yourself. And then transition it. Yeah, I feel like, and then it depends on the stage of the dog. So when I, I almost used my flexi leash early on and then later on. Like I, I almost used it as with, with, I like it with puppies that don't yeah. know anything. Yeah. And then I like it with older dogs that know some stuff. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you can yeah. go out with a puppy on a flexi leash, put it on a harness and just like let it fuck off. Like, be a dog see you later bye right and then you don't really have to do anything um and then at the same time i would be teaching that dog in a safe environment in my house what leash pressure means on a collar and then once it learns those skills i would transition that outside maybe on a regular leash and then to a flexi leash if that makes sense so it's like like think like under six months old on a flexi on a harness and then like after I don't know, depending on how much training you're doing, but like eight months, nine months, now your dog is kind of like learning some stuff and then you can go back out with a flexi leash in the woods or something. Yeah, I no, think that, that I totally was a good agree. Point too, go ahead, Anthony. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, no, I think that's a good point with puppies, especially because that is something where when I'm working with a puppy, like, that's where I will be more accepting of it right away without like all the skills because it's okay. I think it's okay to allow that puppy to go out and explore and sniff the world and have a nice time within reason if the puppy's safe to do so. So I think that's a good point. Yeah. And I mean, seriously, just to, to echo what you were saying, Vinny, right? Like, I think that there's, there's some circumstances where the gear that we're using, right? It's so like whatever tools we're using, whether we're using a collar or a harness, are predicting and giving more information to the dog about what is expected of them or what the mode they're going to be in is if they're on one or the other. Right. And I think that like, I'll share some of my personal experience because I think this is, this will offer some nice perspective. So Waylon is an American Safter Terrier, right? So he's short, he's stocky and oh my God, he was really always just like, he liked to sit at the end of the leash tension and just give me like the middle finger and be like, no, I'm fine. I'm good. I yield to what? Let me live my life. (laughs) And him as a youngster, a retractable leash, I would be dead by now. Like it would have been really terrible. So he had probably five years of leash training on a harness, on a long leash, where we taught him to yield to leash pressure, to walk with me. And now when I walk him, I put him on a collar with a retractable leash because I want him to understand that this is different, right? He has a long history of pulling on a harness, which is what it is. But on the retractable leash, I want him to have that leash to move within. But I really don't want to see him like hanging out at the end of that tension for a long amount of time. So I think for him as an individual, the collar and the retractable leash is like really the perfect combination, right? We're like, he is a little bit more responsive to that pressure at the collar. He yields to it right away. It makes it really easy for me just to go for a casual stroll with him on the retractable leash. And then Spicy, our puppy, you know, Vinny, you're totally right. I think for most dogs, the like six months and under retractable leash and harness all day, all night. Spicy is a dog who changed my mind about a lot of leash things because I basically never taught her any leash skills and she was on a retractable leash and a harness from day one. And now she's a year and a half and I still just use that retractable leash and harness and she's fine. So I think there are some unicorn dogs that if they're 
less intense pullers. I think that like the harness and retractable leash can be a stellar combination, but I think if your dog already has a long history of just like hanging out with leash tension on a harness, it might be more advantageous to do the retractable leash on a collar. And if your dog is going to choke themselves out, if their dog is going to choke themselves out on a collar, maybe they're not ready for a retractable leash yet. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, that or just like a dog that like, like, so Baloo is hard because if you have a hundred foot leash, like he's running to 101, like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like I always laugh and I I don't mean like a fence of it, but like, I always laugh when I see like people just, oh, just get a longer leash. Cause like with Baloo, I would need like a 10 mile leash. Like it's just, he's, he's, he's going. Like when I tell him like, you're free, he's like, peace. Like I'm out, I'm gone. <laughs> like I'm just gone. I'm running as far as I, as I want to go. And like, I love that about him. And it's like, I had to teach him a lot of like, you're about to hit the end of the fucking leash cues. Like, you know what so I mean? Cause many. otherwise he's running and he's like, you know nailing the end of it um so yeah like now that we've been talking so nicely about the flexi leash um let's what do you think about talking about some some of the concerns that i have and then maybe some of the little tips that i use to try to like avoid that yeah no i agree because retractable leashes are sketchy as fuck okay like yeah we've been seeking their praises but also they can be super dangerous and Really quickly, Vinny, I think that that's a really good point of like another skill set that's really, really helpful for using any longer leash is teaching a slow down, dummy. You're about to hit the end, right? Like, dude, <laughs> oh my God, so many cues I've had to give Waylon, like, and for my own safety, because damn it, I'm attached to that leash a lot. I'm like, please don't <laughs> get a 20 foot start and then drag me down this mountain, man. <laughs> it's hard to do, but. Something that I turned into a cue with, um, uh, with I think it was Zim, was, you know, if you, like, press the button on the flexi lead just a little bit and it makes, like, the click, 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 click noise, I, like, turned that into, like, a slow down. With one, I think with Baloo, I turned it into a recall. Like, the, like I would, it's hard. Some of the different flexi leashes aren't as easy to do it. But the one that I had for whatever reason, like it was really easy to make a little click, 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 click noise. So I would like do that. I think with Baloo, I might've been harsher. Like I think I did a little click, click, click and then I'd press it all the way. Yeah. So it'd almost be like a little bit of a warning and then bam, you're hitting a wall. Um, and then I, with Zim, I was a little more gentle. Uh, I would like do the click, click, click <laughs> and then like turn that into almost like a mini recall. Like I have like, with, with puppies, I do a lot of like informal recall stuff because like, I don't want to mess around my recalls yet. And I don't want to like uh, formally teach it. Like, so that was one of them. I'd be like, click, click, click. And I would like reward him. So then I could like do something before he hits the end of it. Yes. I love that. Right. Just like an added benefit of like the click, click, click. Okay. Anthony, really quickly though. Tell us about your dog's leash training. What Ooh. kind of leashes do you walk your dogs on? I want to know. Um, so I don't use, I don't really use the flexi partially because my younger dog quest is kind of like a blue in the sense that she will uh, dart out. <laughs> so um, she's like, I, I'm going. I used it early on when she was young, but she's just, she's a maniac. So I, I stopped with that. And I really used um, the long line a lot, honestly, just because uh, I like how I can control it and I like how I could slowly stop her as opposed to clicking all the time. Cause I found I was clicking a lot with her with the, uh, flexi, uh, when I, when journey was a puppy, uh, in my mind, the, uh, flexi was still horrible. So I didn't use it with him. Um, so yeah, so I don't use the flexi much with my, with my own dogs, so, like request. I just, I just honestly don't because I feel like it's just, but I like the, the long line better for her. Cause she's just the way that she darts around when she's allowed to be free uh, with her leash skills itself. I've implemented actually Vinny's concept, um, which has probably been probably been the most helpful in terms of like the different things I've kind of played around with. Um, so yeah, with that, and then with journey, his leash walking skills, I used a front clip harness actually with, and whenever he would hit the end of like, or was about to hit the end of, of the leash, I would just 
have a cue that meant like, nope, don't do that. And so I just kind of used that to teach him like, all right, you can walk casually. And as long as you're not, there's no pressure there. Um, so that's how I taught him. So a little bit different. Um, and that was actually a concept from Kim Brophy that, that I learned. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. I was long leash for life. I never would have dreamed about using a retractable leash because I definitely feel like, and definitely under the right conditions, a long leash, I feel like I still have way better control in, but yeah, it just depends. Right. Like, and I think, I think Anthony, you bring up a really good point, right. Of like, because you have Kelpies. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like some dogs, some breeds are more prone to some of that, like super quick, like stocky darty stuff. Right. Yeah. And I think that some, some of, I have some clients, right? Like I have a lovely client who has this dog who I just adore, but I'm like this dog on a retractable leash, like, mm -mm, there's no way you're going to be able to like safely and timely get this dog back when it darts this way or that way. Okay. But let's, I want to talk about the sketchy stuff about retractable leashes, but then I want to bring it back to situations in which I think retractable leashes can be awesome. And I want to talk about handler skills. Because a lot of it is handler skill in this department. Okay, so um, I know all too well the dangers of retractable leashes because I got gnarly, gnarly rope burn on my finger because I made a fatal mistake. I grabbed the leash with my hand when my dog was running the opposite direction. So that's something you... I think that's another reason why retractable leashes have a bad rap because... Yeah, those retractable leashes, they're just going to rip right through your skin if you are not paying attention. Have you? Yeah, I think, um, no, no, I haven't done that. I don't think. I'm sorry. <laughs> good. I'm glad for you. you. I'm relieved for you. You're on your own with that one. But he was going to be like, yeah, that's happened to me before. Yeah. Oh, no, wait, no, no. No, I've definitely had the long line wrap around my leg and then get a burn yes. that way. Like, I feel like, I feel like you well, have he, to actually, have had I wanna, that if you have not a dog trainer wrong. if you haven't yeah. gotten gnarly rope burn. I want to. <laughs> I would like, I think part of this, we need to throw in at some point, like the, maybe like the pros and cons of both. Um, I, I, you know, just because I think there are some things we need to talk about with an actual long line, because I'm sure we all have stories of things like the negatives of, of retractables and the negatives of a long line. So I think we need to throw that in at some point. I think we need to just talk about the sketchiness of both of those leashes right now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so everyone, the moral of the story is always. Always, always, always make sure the leash is in front of you, in front of you. Have eyes on the leash, especially those long leashes when they're like dragging and they're like sitting in front of you. Those yes. are some of the sketchiest moments I've ever seen. I can tell you. Uh, so I had this pit bull mix um, and I wasn't, I was on a golf course. I wasn't paying attention. He was a lot, like I was allowed to be there. He had freedom, but I couldn't let him loose because he would chase deer and, so um, he was very predatory. So I wasn't paying attention. And the next thing you know, there's a lot of slack in the long line. And he gave me very bad whiplash, like really, oh. really bad. I mean, very bad. Um, to this day, I still have some issues from that. And so I think you make a good point. So the pro of a, a flexi is that it can retract and... Uh, What's the other word? Extract, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It could go in and out, <laughs> um, you know, versus easy there, Vinny. I see you smiling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I went there. Whoopsie. Oh, my so, God, Anthony, I'm really excited. I had a feeling that this conversation was going to be hilarious. OK, carry on. I'm sorry. <laughs> Look at Vinny shaking his head. He's like, oh, no boy. comment. No comment. You know, when the parent is really embarrassed about like their little kid. <laughs> that's what just happened right now like Vinny right is shaking now. his head so um so anyway <laughs> so that's one pro about the the retractable leash uh versus like a long line you need to have really good leash skills with a long line and really like i mean not that you don't with a retractable but you shouldn't have that dead space you shouldn't have like the long line just kind of being loose and the dog is right in front of you like five feet in front of you and the 20 foot line is just out because next thing you know, if there's a rabbit there, you're gone or like your arm is going to pop out of your socket or you're going to get like bad whiplash at your neck, like what happened with me. Um, so having good leash skills, super, super important. 
And I'll just say as a side note, uh, one thing that I do like in terms of like long lines is Grisha Stewart's handling skills for leash skills. Uh, I actually really like because the way she teaches how to hold the leash, it can't get caught between your fingers or your hands. So um, her leash skills are worth looking up uh, for long lines. But uh, that's just a little a little thing that I wanted to bring up with uh, long lines versus retractables. So, Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Okay. And I think that ultimately there's, there's danger in every leash that you use, but I definitely think that like using the retractable leash, it gets really dangerous if something like happens really quickly and you think that you should like grab the leash and rein the dog in versus using the handle and like mm-hmm. the clicker, right? Like, I think that that's when you have to like remind your little brain, like under no circumstances, do you put your hand on the actual physical leash? So the paracord ones, I feel like are way more dangerous, but the ribbon ones, that's how I lost a lot of skin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I have a question for both of you guys, since we're talking about the clicking some more. Do you guys, um, and I guess Vinny kind of answered this before, but I just want to bring it back up. Do you guys for specific dogs and clients potentially teach clicking to be the cue to come back to you or to mean something specific? Kind of like what Vinny was saying before with his dog. I mean, honestly, by the time I get to my clients, they usually have already been using the retractable leash and there's already some sort of understanding there. I wish that I had the opportunity to like get clients who'd never used one and teach them how to use one, but it's usually the opposite. I don't know, Vinny, what's your experience on that? Yeah, that's, that sounds pretty typical. I have sometimes had to reward the clicking and this goes in like a con is for some dogs, the clicking can be scary. It could be aversive. Um, So, I mean, if it's really bad, then you should probably just not even, I don't know, not even bother. But there was a dog that the clicking just like threw, threw her off in the beginning. So we just like paired the clicking with some rewarding and then, the dog was able to move past it very quickly. So, yeah. And I think that there's there's a certain nature of the clicking being a context cue anyways, just because we're out, we're using them. The dogs are re- like reaching the end of the leash. They're, they're starting to hear the click. Oop, they've reached the end of the leash. A lot of times in my experience, dogs already realize what the click means, right? That like, we're locking up the leash, slow down a little bit, which surprises me, right? Because a lot of the dogs that I'm talking about in like my caseload that like came to me and they've already been using a retractable leash, most of them don't really have any formal training under their belts, but they have figured out that the click means you're going to hit get the hand, hit the end of the leash and they're slowing and yielding to it just a little bit. Um, so I think that there's a certain like natural context and like, behavior consequence learning that happens even without intentionality on the guardian's point. But yeah, yeah, it's super consistent. It's just, they hear the click and then they stop. Um, sorry. Just made me, no, no, it was just making me think because I also think about when we're, when we're talking about like a long line, if people aren't uh, letting the leash uh, in when there's a lot of slack and they step on the leash, I notice a lot of owners will like apologize to their dog and one thing that I will sometimes teach is I'll use that as like part of the leash pressure cue. So if the dog knows leash pressure already and we accidentally step on the leash, I'll have the dog maybe come back to me instead. Um, I, I don't know. I teach that to some dogs. And so it just made, it was just making me think about the retractable leash a little bit with the clicking. Like I guess the clicking on the retractable leash occurs you know, it does occur way more than like how you would step on a leash by accident if it was like a flexi or or just like what I mean, a, a long line or just like, you know, a, a six foot or 10 foot leash that you were using. Oh, my God. Yeah. The sensitive dogs, you definitely got to teach them a cue when you accidentally step on the leash. Yeah. yeah sure. <laughs> right, because like, And it's so funny you say that because I'm totally the person who apologizes when I step on the leash. I'm like, shit, I'm so sorry. No, but my me dogs too. Are like, that, that's honestly... No, but me too. And that's honestly what prompted me to think like I was watching a dog one day and I stepped on the leash and I was just like looking at him and I was like, you know, why don't like I taught this dog leash pressure. Why am I not 
utilizing that to my advantage here uh, you know to me like why why am i apologizing let me use that as a cue instead for something because you know what i mean like you could potentially use that in emergency i guess where you could step on the leash if you had to because that's what happened to me but the dog i was working with we're doing off leash skills so i was dropping the long line to let him wander and i i he crossed over me and i just happened to step on the leash by accident and he looked back at me and I was like, oh, you know what? Like I was doing leash pressure in the beginning for recall anyway. So why not utilize this to my advantage? So that's kind of what just prompted this, my question about the button. But you guys are right. I mean, like you're pressing the button so much more than. than yeah, I feel like that is almost more consistent messaging to the dog than a long leash is. Oh, yeah. Because, well, I don't know. I think that there's always like differences in dogs and handlers but I think that there's at least that auditory cue that like the human has to consistently use if they're using the retractable leash and the long leash doesn't have that like built-in context cue Mm -hmm. right but to your point like all those little micro skill sets that we can teach dogs about like what we want them to do under different conditions on a leash are chef's kiss I think that those are just like (laughs) the magic the magic of leash training is just like all those subtle context cues that sometimes we have to like operantly train but I think also there's just a lot of like repetitive learning that happens out on walks without it necessarily being like intended right okay but I want to talk about one more sketchy thing about retractable leashes because I think it's important I think that retractable leashes and intersections are definitely something that give me pause and make me very, very freaking nervous, especially in like densely populated areas. So I think that that's one that like, personally, if I was going to be in a densely populated area where there's a lot of cars and we're doing a lot of intersections, I don't know if I would feel super confident in my ability to be on my A game 100% of the time. I don't know. Vinny, what do you think? Yeah, I think, and I don't know what you guys think about this, but I feel like my clients that have a six-foot leash and a long line are, in general, using their long line for hiking or off-leash training or, like, letting their dogs explore. But when I go to a client's house that's not a dog trainer and they have a flexi-leash, they're using it in replace of their six foot leash and they're using it in areas that you would like use a six foot leash. So I feel like, like you're not going to take a 40 foot biothane leash and walk around New York city and cross streets with it. But I, well, I don't know, Anthony, have fun, (laughs) but you know what I'm saying? You've you've been into the city. I mean, Pete, let's, I mean, let's be real. I mean, people have flexi leashes there. I've seen it. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying people that get flexi leashes are using them as leashes. Yes, yes. Like they're using them as a leash versus a lot of my clients with long lines. Like I don't have a client come to like puppy class holding a 40 foot long line. No. Right? But they'll walk in holding a 30 foot flexi leash and then they'll let their dog like run around the room and because they're like using it. So I feel like that is like a misconception of it of like, if you're not used to training your dog on a six foot leash at all, and then you bought this like flexi leash, you're essentially walking around with like an automatic long line, but like you're walking everywhere like that. And I think that, yeah, like to what you're saying, Rachel is like, yeah, then, you know, and like talking about the sketchiness and this is the same with a long, a long line. But again, a lot of people that are using a flexi leash are like using it as their leash if you're walking even on a sidewalk and your dog is 15 feet in front of you and then they see something to the left, like they can get 15 feet to the left of you and that's the road, you know? And I think sometimes that like slips, it seems obvious, but like, it's easy to just not, Oh, well, why wouldn't my dog just stay on the sidewalk? And then now the dog is like that way. So yeah, I agree with you there. And then I just want to make sure we, we like mentioned the one sketch, sketchiest thing with the flexibility that I do hate is if you drop the flexi leash. Oh my God, yeah. Then it's like yo-yo chasing the dog's ass. And then now it's like, it could even turn into a recall problem. You know, you start yelling your dog's name as the flexi leash handle is now chasing your dog. And then your dog is like, hell no, I'm not 
you know. Oh my god, yeah, the scaredy like, dogs that could be like terrifying for them. But yeah, to circle back to some me. of the the micro skills, right? Definitely something, right? Like that leash falls out of my hand and it's heavy and it starts making that noise. Boom, we've generalized like, please just stand still, be right there, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's totally another like micro skill that's super helpful and just I think that a lot of the retractable leash and like, should you use one? Should you not use one? You have to just understand and know who the dog you're attached to is. If that's going to scare the bejesus out of them and the clicking is scaring them, cool. There's your answer. No, don't use it. Right. And I think that, you know, knowing the probabilities of your dog's propensity to dart after certain stimulus, right? Like, What's going to cause the dog to move quickly, hit the end of the leash? There's no replacement for just knowing your dog. And I think because I know my dog so well, and we use the retractable leash on our neighborhood walks that I've been in for, we've been doing these walks for years and years and years. I'm confident. I know the environment really well. I know my dogs, how, how my dogs respond in the environment really well. And to me, that mitigates some of the sketchiness. Because I can anticipate some of the things that might need more of my direct attention than if I just had them on a six foot leash. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. And I think what you just said can be applied to like most tools in dog training, right? Like you could pick apart all of them and there's pros and cons and there's benefits and drawbacks. And the key is knowing your dog, knowing the environment knowing what you're looking to get out of it, weighing the costs and the benefits um, yeah. Yeah. when deciding. Okay, so I want to break down some of the handler skills that I think that, I don't know, I'd like to hear your perspective on this, but I almost feel like managing and handling a retractable leash requires a little bit more of my attention than different leashes just because, you know, like, like you're saying, I'm out, I'm walking in the neighborhood, we're on the sidewalk, okay, like, we're a little bit away from the street, but I still got to be paying attention, right? Like, if a rabbit goes across, I still got to, like, have my thumb on the button, right? Like, I think that I feel confident in the retractable leashes, because I literally have been handling dogs on a variety of leashes for, like, 10 years. And obviously, we don't expect our clients to have that level of handling skill. But I do think it requires quite a bit of awareness and attention from the handler to be successful with a retractable leash? Um, I mean, I, I agree. Um, but I guess when I watch my neighbors on with dogs on retractable leashes, like I find that they're just as um, unaware sometimes <laughs> with <laughs> a retractable leash or, or a regular leash. I mean, I've definitely seen, plenty of uh, neighbors in my neighborhood texting on their phone and just kind of wandering around with their dog on a flexi. Um, I, I guess I haven't really thought of, I guess I haven't really thought of it in depth in terms of which, which leash um, maybe you need to have more finesse or a different skill set or be more aware of just because I guess I kind of look at it as, regardless of what it is I think you need to be aware um so I don't know uh like I said the the incident that happened with me and my my dog um a while ago with the long line definitely made me become very 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 aware with a long line Um, oh my god right you know so (laughs) so I don't know I mean so I don't know like I, I don't know that I could I don't know if I could say that you need one versus the other. I think the down the downside to the flexi, and I guess where you do need to be more aware, is um, you do need to have that finger on the button already because you can't grab the leash. And especially if your dog is reactive or displays aggressive behavior in some manner, it's not going to be the safest leash to be, you know, main, uh, managing your your dog on. Um, yeah. you know, so, so yeah, so I don't know. But I think you bring up a good point, right? Like if we're increasing the length of leash, whether it's a long leash or a retractable leash, your reaction time is just going to have to be pretty good or there could be some sketchy things that happen. 
right? Yeah. And I think that I think that a lot of you who are listening, a lot of my audience have spicy dogs, right? Like dogs who mm, we have less margins for error. You know what I mean? Like there, there could just be more consequences. And I think in those circumstances, my clients have learned that using longer leashes requires open, quiet spaces where there's not going to be that pressure on the handler to respond to prevent, you know, a reaction or an incident from taking place. Well, and I think I think that's where uh, like what Vinny was explaining before, the way that he teaches uh, leash skills, I think that's where it kind of becomes beneficial especially if you're in a more populated area because there's some structure or rules to certain things whereas if you want freedom and we're going to use different tools like a flexi or something like that I think that's where like to your point maybe going somewhere whether it's to a park whether it's going hiking a sniff spot or whatever that's where maybe the tool is taken out Maybe that's where the flexi lead is taken out. Maybe it's used for that as opposed to like what Vinny's explaining before. The flexi replaces the six foot leash in a lot of scenarios. And then, oh, my dog pulls, help me stop my dog from pulling, you know? So I, I think I think that's a good point that, you know, maybe even having it in certain situations, just like what Vinny was saying before about like the harness um, you know, with like my dog Quest, when she's clipped to a harness, it's the same thing. She's allowed to pull. So it could kind of be looked at, I guess, in the same way with a flexi lead. Like when we're using this, this is what happens or we use it in this particular situation. Well, I think we can all three agree that a, a flexi leash cannot replace a six foot leash. <laughs> we need both. <laughs> we need both, right? Like you can't just like re replace a retractable leash unless... You're never taking your dog anywhere that's going to be super busy, right? Like you live in the burbs and you don't see that much going on and you know the neighborhood really well, then maybe. But yeah, there are definitely a, a lot more situations than not where I'm like, I would never dream of using a retractable leash. Right? I have two bowling balls at the end of my leashes. <laughs> so sometimes I need that six feet to prepare myself just in case, right? For things that are going to happen. So, okay, so I've already alluded to this, right? Like, obviously, everybody heard. I like to use them in on my neighborhood walks. I live in the Burbs. I know the neighborhood well. It's not super busy. What other places, Vinny, where do you like to use the retractable leash? Yeah, I mean, I like, I like it for mostly hiking and stuff. I guess when I'm around my neighborhood, I'll just use a little bit of a longer leash because I don't have sidewalks where I am. So... I yeah. still do need to be like able to get my dogs in. I think you brought up another good point too. Like if you're walking multiple dogs at the same time, it's another situation that like obviously you're not gonna have three flexi leash handles in your in your hand. Um Yeah, I found the two is the max. I've got like the smaller ones so I can like fit them both, but then I'm doing like leash gymnastics and like untangling the leashes and putting them in my right hand and my left hand. I would never dream of adding a third dog to that though. Like two. <laughs> I think no, um I think another another area that I would use it that I find them being beneficial is like in training scenarios. Like um again, as I talked about earlier, like I do use physical cues with my dogs. I do use um leash pressure and um the ability to have a line and you could do this with a long line too, but to have a line where I can push a button and put pressure um, on that that leash or that harness or whatever it is, like Adam, like like very precisely, um, is like another benefit of using it in in an area where like a training situation. Yeah, yeah, for sure. that's where the first time I I really when I started um, being more open to the flexi, it was uh, actually because I saw someone using it for recall. Uh, for what you're describing, Vinny. That was w the first time that I was like, hmm, actually, that makes sense to me. Yeah, no, I think that they could be super beneficial for that, right? Like, I think that retractable leashes definitely have a time and a place. But, you know, I think the, the overarching trend here is I love a man, I hate him all at the same time. But retractable leashes aren't the enemy, <laughs> right? Like, we have to work to find what's going to be the best for every team. 
right? And I think that retractable leashes can be a very integral part of successful relationships and sustainability, right? And ownership by using them, right? Like my dogs are not terribly successful if all they can get is six foot leash walks, right? Like they just need more. They need to move their bodies more. They need to sniff more. And for God's sakes, I don't want to run everywhere that I go, (laughs) right? And I think that the retractable leash offers up a nice opportunity for both the guardian and the dog just to get a little bit more out of the walk that they would otherwise. And like, I think that if I had one dog, I might still just be like, long leashes forever, never retractable leash. But are you kidding me? Managing two Amstaffs on two 20 foot long leashes. Like I do it in the woods sometimes, but in the city, oh my God, no. Like the retractable leash works so much better. And I do want to make a point, right? About retractable leashes for a lot of the strong pullers and the strong dogs of the world. I don't use retractable leashes in the woods because I worry about their ability to actually hold back Waylon if we face a moose or a fucking bear or whatever (laughs) other giant animal we're going to face. So, you know, that's definitely something that I'm like, the long leash makes me feel like there's less failure if there were to be a lot of continuous strong pressure against the leash. Yeah, that makes sense. So since we're talking about that, I know you've mentioned on some of your other podcasts, you've mentioned biothane leash uh, for long line. Um, I've used a bunch of long lines and I find that the fabric ones, especially if they're the flat nylon ones, I find that those pretty much suck, especially if you're, you know, talking about the safety of your hands. Uh, Biothane I like a lot more just because it's softer, but I will say if it gets wet, it can be slippery. Oh, Even though sure. it's the plus side is you can wash those things off and they dry instantly. The downside is if they get wet, right? So that could be a little bit. So I really like leather, leather leashes and leather. And a lot of the time you can grip onto them a lot better. Um, yeah. And I think so, so much of it is personal preference. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you got to find the material the leash length, the leash size that's going to work the best for you and your dog, right? And like, you know, I've cycled through a lot of gear in my days, but yeah, I think regardless of the leash that you're using, the length, nothing is a replacement for trying to proactively be just one step ahead of your dog so that like (laughs) you've got your wits about you in case something happens and the dog reaches the end of the leash. And I mean, we all we all fuck up. That's, that's inevitable. But I think the fact that I'm still alive after doing as much as I have with these bowling balls attached to leashes, I think is proof that we can all do it. It just takes some time and some effort. <laughs> so we need someone out there listening. Biothane flexi leashes. Come on. Okay. But seriously, like, I feel like we do need a girthier retractable <laughs> leash that like a big ass dog could reach the end of. And I'm not going to be like, this is about to bust. <laughs> yeah the xl flexies are, are pretty legit but yeah they're still sketchy oh my I, wouldn't God. Want like a, I wouldn't want like a hundred pound dog going full speed at the end of that oh my so god no i you can't be able to grab it you would be able to grab that thing though oh my god oh my god i think i would just tackle the dog first i think i would just say fuck it with the leash and just try and tackle the dog oh my god okay fellas any final thoughts on retractable leashes i feel like we said a lot i feel like i i, I got my message across yeah i mean i think it, if you're using them thoughtfully then they're great and we kind of outlined why they are however you know let's be honest part of the reason why they're so popular is because of how convenient they are yeah and that might attract certain personalities that are you know i don't want to walk my dog and worry about my dog and train my dog and you know what i mean and it goes down that like path um so that might be where some of like the negative connotations about the tool are coming from but i think if you objectively look at the tool as a tool and you're using it for a specific pers- purpose 
not just to like avoid feeling that you even have a dog <laughs> when you're walking, um, then, you know, there, there are a ton of benefits from a training standpoint. Absolutely. I would just say if uh, you have a dog who's reactive or displays aggressive behavior, it's not the tool to be using. Right. <laughs> not unless you're somewhere that. quiet, that there's going to be no triggers. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. Unless they're, unless you're in like, you know, a quiet area that can be managed. So I just want to say that again, because I think that's 50, 50 that's... foot flexi on a harness. <sighs> oh my Easy. God. No, 50 foot flexi on a head halter. <laughs> that's like the most lethal. Oh my God. <laughs> No way. That I've never seen, actually. I've never, yeah, I've never flexi, seen that. Never seen the flexi on the head halter. That would probably be a sight to the That's release. one that I would be like, just put it on the collar. Please, for the <laughs> love of God, just, just get it off the dog's face. But I think that regardless of the tools that you use, right, it, like you're saying, Vinny, if you use it thoughtfully, it can be really, really useful. Can retractable leashes be used horribly irresponsibly? For sure. But... I think that if you have just been not using retractable leashes because you're afraid of the stigma and maybe it could be actually very useful for you and your dog, just try it. Okay. Like it's worth a try. My colleague, Steph hated them. She never used them. And I told her, I was like, sister, just get a retractable leash. She has two senior small dogs. I'm like, for the love of God, just use the retractable leashes for potty breaks. And she was like, it's it's changed my life. I'm like, yes, you deserve convenience also, my friend. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So Anthony and Vinny, really quickly, will you please just tell all of the listeners about your podcast? Because I think that they will appreciate your podcast since they listen to my podcast. Go ahead, What's it called, Anthony? <laughs> we're on uh we're the canine classroom podcast. <laughs> canine classroom podcast. Um if you are looking for concise, one question at a time, one answer at a time, don't don't come to our podcast. Don't, You're gonna get so mad. You're don't gonna get listen in. Do not. Every listen time in. I ask a question, it's like ten questions. It's like multi pronged questions, and every time I answer a question, <laughs> I start at point A and I end up somewhere in outer space. So. We're we're not organized, but we we try to be in the beginning, and then it just goes it goes off. So I don't okay, know. If so Anthony if you want to go to outer space and think about dog training, we like to get in the nitty gritty. We like to get into all the little. Gray, if you're into if you're areas. into having if you're into having uh yeah the nitty gritty. You're into having slightly uncomfortable conversations and really thinking about things in a different way, uh, and listening to our rants or antics that sometimes uh we go back and forth on <laughs> uh then i would say the canine classroom is the place for you it's very entertaining <laughs> i listened to the episode with kaz yes she was oh, yes. Goals. oh I, yes. wait i love Can it I... and you have interest interesting guests and interesting insights i love it okay and then just really quickly you both run your own dog training businesses just give the listeners the rundown on those real fast Oh, so I'm Canine Jester on Instagram, Facebook, um, caninejester.com. I'm in Rockland County, New York. And yeah. Okay. And you work with people Come in person and, and virtually, yes? Yep. In person, virtually, um, puppy class. And you should just follow along to see all of Zim's silly, hilarious, yes, I love his little yes, quirky I have personality. A one and a half year old Malinois. I do mandeering with him. I have a Labrador who's nine and then I have a little pit bull so I love the wild I love the wild boys and girls oh my god I love how Zim does this like serious sport but he's really just like silly he's He's so goofy I give him belly rubs like after like I bring him to the car and then like my coach caught me one time and she was like laughing at me because he's like (laughs) showing his belly like he was just like chasing down decoys and biting them and then he's just like rub my belly yeah, he's super goofy. Super it's goofy in my house and then super serious once he gets to the training field, which is what I wanted. So Oh my god, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Okay, Anthony, tell everyone about your business. Uh I uh run my own business called D Marinas Dog Training and Behavior, and I'm located on Long Island, New York. Uh and I have I do all private lessons, mainly in person. I do some virtual stuff and uh I have two Australian Kelpies, Journey and Quest, and 
I do some sheep herding with them, agility. I am learning uh, Mondarian Obedience Request, and uh, I'm doing a little bit of nose work now at Journey. So I like to, and I love, I love hiking with my dogs. So I like to keep active with them and I'm constantly learning and exploring. So, so yeah. You know what? I always joke because I feel like you both can like empathize with this. Like I've never had better personal trainers than my dogs, <laughs> right? They're like, no, let's yes. go. And I'm like, all right, you're right. Let's do something together here. And if you yes. don't, they just look at you and you feel like a piece of shit. Totally. Like... So judgmental. <laughs> like I'm just ripped. What's your problem? <laughs> Oh my God. Oh my God. This has been a total delight. There are loads of ways to support this podcast. Many of you have left reviews. Many of you have shared this podcast with your friends and family, but we've created another way for you to support this podcast by making a monetary financial contribution. You can choose from a one-time contribution or making a small monthly contribution to continue to make disorderly dogs possible. You can learn more at the link in the show notes. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you need help with your dog's behavior, you can learn more about our training services at agoodfeelingdogtraining.com. We post training inspiration and training tips almost daily over on the Instagram at agoodfeeling underscore NCO. If you like this podcast, we would be so grateful if you could share it with a friend or family member who could benefit from all of the information. Um, It's been a total delight. We love this podcast so much. And thank you so much for listening to Disorderly Dogs.